Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news i'm your host mike c and with me are a couple of my favorite people in the world yes a couple of them first he's once twice three times a lady he's my co-host rich well uh hopefully you don't kill uh, lionel richie like you killed uh, eddie money i feel terrible about that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually luke's job there's an inside joke there every time luke talks about anything somebody dies well that's what derek does on three fat nerds yeah he, this, this is my first him. experience this is, this is you poor you, eddie money rest you, in peace yeah, i was gonna say you brought up eddie money last week and he's no longer with us i mean to be and fair, i love lionel richie so to be fair he was in uh bad health to begin with i don't he think was. lionel richie is but well, we'll find his out. career if, maybe but. yeah well yeah. i mean if, if we'll find out though about about a week or <laughs> next week if i'm like oh lionel richie passed away <laughs> completely well, this, on you the, cur- the curse has moved from diesel <laughs> yeah to to Mike. Mike. but it's the same seat in yeah. the studio, it's, they sit in the same seat. So, <laughs> well, this show is dedicated to our dear, dear friend Eddie Money. Yes, and uh, by the way, uh, just so we know, it's the same seat. Uh, we have a nice picture of uh, Derek in a yellow hard hat behind Mike, just to just to remind us of the, when the three fat nerds are in the studio. Yeah. So that's why I think that seat is just cursed. Sorry, yeah. Mike. It's all right. I maybe I'll just move over across the uh, the way next week. Hopefully, hopefully he uh, got his two tickets to paradise. I hope that he did. Mm-hmm. I sure hope so. And hopefully, he had time to pack his bags. Right. Because he left that night. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, too soon. And that's our show, everybody. <laughs> Good night. And once Good again, night. I would like to I would like to say I, I, I we said it on the Three Fenders podcast, I gotta say, I, I was a big Eddie Money fan. He had some classic music when I was growing up, and so I think uh, he will be missed for sure. And condolences to his friends, family, and fans, of course. Right. To the late legendary Eddie Money. But in this case, once again he he did have the terminal cancer. Right. So uh you know, I, I I'm just I'm I'm I part of me is relieved because he probably is in a better place if right so that's what we can hold on to yes well this show is dedicated to his his uh life yeah, why and, not uh, his family and friends i'm a fan of that sure also in the studio with us for the first time in seven and a half years he is the former and future owner of 8122 production studios he's our good friend ron what's happening welcome back buddy i finally made it back Things, i know it was just wednesdays weren't good yeah well my, <laughs> my uh I, oh, shh. This is still coming out on Wednesday. It's oh, not Wednesday night. nights. It'll be out Wednesday mornings. Yes. yes. We're, we're recording on Tuesday nights now, and I'll, I'll, I'll and I'll have it up Wednesday mornings because I feel like it gives me something to do. With right. It. And you get one extra day to listen to us now. Yeah. I get to, I get to do a little more editing. Yes. But uh, we, we, we changed because, as you know, uh, one of the shows that I also host is uh, Three Fat Nerds Wrestling, 3FNW, which you can find uh, anywhere podcasts are found by just searching Three Fat Nerds. And uh, we, because of the wrestling show, Wednesdays are becoming really big starting tomorrow because NXT has moved to USA and of course October 2nd the Wednesday Night Wars officially begin as AEW's on TNT yeah. so uh, it's big for wrestling fans and because we have to do our due diligence for that show uh, we put it out here but the nice
nice part is I don't I don't feel bad about it. It gives me more time to edit. It'll be out Wednesday morning. It means you guys get to hear it sooner. And, uh, uh, you know, usually horror news happens either at the end of the week anyways or the beginning of the week. Right. So now it just gives us, because usually we record on a Wednesday and then something happens on Thursday or Friday. Right. And then, you know, so now at least we can cover all of that on a Tuesday. You hear it Wednesday morning and then we have till next week. So it, it's cool stuff. All right. Cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It's a good change. Yes. It's new and improved. All right. Well, we'll jump into the news for the week here. Uh, we got a few things we definitely want to talk about this week. Uh, you know, the first thing I want to cover, it's uh, we'll go right to the box office news this week. Uh, it Chapter 2, <laughs> plugging right along, still, still doing really well. We are now up to $323 million worldwide. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. No. Good movie. Great, great ending to the 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 story, if you will, as far as this part of the story. Whether they come back to do a prequel or not, like we talked about last week, is is unbeknownst. But it was a very good movie. Uh, I think it'll sit on top one more week at number one. Yeah, because uh, the only thing coming out this week that could dethrone it. Well, there's two movies, but I think the only one that could dethrone it possibly, and I don't think it will, is Rambo: Last Blood, also rated R. Yeah. So that makes it a little hard. Uh, I do think that that will... Rambo will take some of the money. Because the same yeah. audience are going to see it is going to see Rambo. But yeah. it is a great movie. I, I, I won't be... It'll definitely probably make over $400 million worldwide when it's all said and done before this. Yeah, they're sense. predicting five to $700 million. So, you know, we'll see. Now, Now you and I got to see it opening weekend. Ron, you just saw it yeah, just saw second it weekend, right? Yeah. Um, how was the audience? Was there was it packed? I know you no, said something it, about how there was... It was, a, it was a small theater. It wasn't packed. There oh, was, they had already turned I mean, there it was, down. Yeah, there was some people. I mean, there was people there. There was, like, two groups behind me, or two, two sets of couples behind me. Then there was a group to my left, and then there was, like, a couple in front of me, and then, like, a big group in the first, like, the first row of the bottom section. Not, uh, not not like the first row of seat, but like the first when you walk down. Right. It was that small. Now the, now, the next question I have for you, and I think this is what all of our listeners want to know. Did you weep uncontrollably? Were you terrified? Eh, not Were really. you scared to death? Not really. Did you have your pants on the whole time? Well, no. Well, you never had your pants on all the time. Not the Probably whole time. Not. I mean, <laughs> you got to get comfortable. Well, it's a three-hour movie. Like, you know, I mean, you can recline the seats. They're the comfortable. Seats, I mean, There's food. He did, they'll bring you the food. You got to take your pants off. He did not go with Derek. If he would, if he would have gone with Derek, there would have been some crying, just not from Ron. (laughs) Has he seen it yet? No, no. Oh, he said he was. Going he's copping to. out. He's copping out I, hardcore. He, he's trying to evade. No chops this time. We won't. We won't go into his bad life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> this past this past weekend, it wasn't bad life decisions. His sister got married. We'll, we'll be uh-huh. nice and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll give him that. But well, somebody might have made a bad decision. We'll this, find out. In up time. until this, up until this point, bad life decisions. Right. We can talk about it on this show. A little bit. We can't dive too deep on the other show. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets angry at us Aww. sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> well, next up in the news, we got some uh, some catch somewhat big Ghostbusters 2020 news here. I mean, I you know I shouldn't be surprised by this, and none of us should. But uh, up to this point, we hadn't heard one way or the other if any of the original Ghostbusters were going to be back. Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson have both confirmed that they will be back for the new Ghostbusters film. Uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, he did say that quote unquote most of the cast was going to be back and that uh, he hopes that Bill Murray will be in it so there's no confirmation yet that's the big question it's what's held up this movie for for two decades three decades however many decades on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast which Stan Aykroyd was on last week he told Joe Rogan it was most likely that uh, Bill Murray would be in it but it wasn't finalized yet right and uh, of course Joe Rogan said come on Bill do the movie and uh, I'm sure I'm sure with the net that Joe Rogan's uh, podcast you know Cass, 
A lot of people are probably making. I'm sure Bill Murray's going to be back. Yeah, yeah, I cannot imagine they would go through with this movie after all this time, after all the delays that have been caused a lot by him, that they wouldn't have him signed on. I'm I just sure, cannot right. imagine. I'm sure right now, you know, he ain't got nothing else going on right now. Yeah, maybe it won't be as big a part, you know, as it was mm. previously, but I, he'll be back. I think it will be. I think it would have been a smaller part if Harold Ramis was still alive. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there was a little friction there. Uh, but uh, now that he's gone, I think that you can't pull the uh, Peter Venkman died and he's a ghost trick. So right. you have to have him as Or maybe that guy. happens at some point in the movie. Could be. But, I mean, once again, I would think that that's how we're going to get Egon in the movie at some point. Yeah. In a way, because I'm sure that you were going to get somehow we're going to get him in the movie. I hope so. so. I hope so. Uh, Three from Hell News uh, finally premiered this week. Um, it's uh, in select theaters right now through Wednesday, September 18th, which is tomorrow. Uh, today, for those of you listening, uh, early reviews are sadly not great. Uh, the exact. Uh, I'm just going to read you. The review title from Bloody Discussing. By the way, John Squires did the review for Bloody Discussing. And the title for this review is Rob Zombie Succeeds Only in Tarnishing His Best Film with Aimless Follow-Up 3 from Hell. Yeah. That is just the title of it. If that doesn't tell you where this is going, I don't know what does. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole list. If you guys want to look it up, it is on Bloody Disgusting. They have it on. Bloody Disgusting only gave it one and a half skulls out of five. Um, Yeah, certainly not good. Certainly not good. You know, yeah. I don't know. And I haven't heard anything I, for the reviews that have been out so far. I have not heard much good about it. Um, I, I mean, it it's it sucks because I was hoping that this was going to be better, uh, especially because I was a fan of uh, Devil's Rejects. I was a fan of, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, it's just, eh. you know, sometimes you go back to the well one too many times and you pick the wrong time. And here we are. You know, that's yeah. that's that's really where. Right. I'm at with that. Yeah, uh, arrowinthehead.com, um, somebody by the name of Cody Hammond. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Uh, he actually gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, he had his, his gripes with it and whatnot, but um, he gave it a much better review, said that it was it was pretty good. Well, so. Mike, uh, it goes both ways, because let's be honest, you've given stuff very low grades. Yes, like Halloween. Like Halloween, and other people gave it very high <laughs> grades, and I'm sure you would not change that right now, would you? Uh, we're still down at a .5 out of 10. Give me one second. I'm actually looking up on Rotten Tomatoes where we're at with uh, okay. From Hell right now. Yeah, I'd be anxious to hear. Because uh, obviously I was not going to, I was not prepared because I was not going to pull, pull it up, but uh. I might as well look. I had to actually go to Rotten Tomatoes because it wasn't coming up on my uh, regular search. Oh, here we go. Three from Hell. Hold on. Ooh, fourteen uh, percent total. Count, total count is seven, and it's not open to audience scores yet. So I think I'm going to wait for that on one to the, hit Shutter or toma- some other yeah, streaming service. On the Tomato Meter, it is at fourteen percent. It is not going. Uh, it's not staying in the theaters long. Of course, it's just limited. Just three days, and then it will be on VOD. I'm going to wait until it is also on Shutter or such. But yeah, fourteen percent. I would also like to see the audience score when it comes out. Uh, the release date is uh, September sixteenth, twenty nineteen, which you know obviously has already passed, and uh, we're waiting on until. Uh, the masses see it they won't open it up to uh, fan scores yeah and next month it'll be on on uh, blu-ray and dvd mm-hmm. and whatnot so it's not going to take long to turn around but the fact that this is the first although the first two especially the first one uh, had like like art theater type releases and stuff like that but it ended up getting a wider release from what i remember um 
the Devil's Rejects had a had a definitely wide release because I saw that in a, one of the big theaters up in uh, Syracuse. Well, that's because that's because uh, that's because South of the Thousand Corpses became this legendary movie. Right. Pretty much, it's but, a legendary movie in the world of, in the horror genre. Right. So three or so Devil's Rejects uh, got the treatment because of off of that. Devil's Rejects was good for what it was. Right. It was a horror <laughs> western. The fact that that has such such love in people's hearts and horror fans' hearts. You know, a lot of people love that movie. And uh, they consider that his masterpiece and just a really good horror movie in general. And, uh, you know, this is something that was so anticip- so highly anticipated. Uh, I'm surprised that this didn't get a wider release, but it just tells me that this was just something that was a cash grab. They threw it together quick. I had a feeling, well, if it was a cash grab, they would have wider, wide released it. I, I have a feeling that he made the movie and he knew it was crap, and that's why we got a limited release. Because think about it, if it was a cash grab, they would have released it everywhere, because who would have cared? Because right. think about it, you would have gotten a big box office the opening week, maybe $20, 30000000 million, and made a little bit of a nut and call it a day. Now people are going to get time that uh, is in the theaters in the limited, and as you see, 14% of Rotten Tomatoes, there is a discrepancy. I trust, you know, a lot of times, I'm not saying that the, the Bible is bloody disgusting, but the reviewers tend to do a very very good job with movies and i tend to fall in line especially with squires right and uh so the fact that <laughs> you know the title says it all i mean yeah. when you say that it only succeeds in uh, tarnishing his best film with uh amnesia following up uh, three from hell so. right well one of the reasons i wonder if it's not doing quite so well one of the one of the knocks that a lot of people are giving it is that sid haig really doesn't have a part in this movie he just has more of a cameo in this movie as captain spaulding and he's one of the most beloved characters in that series if not the most beloved um, and uh, actually, Rob Zombie, there was an interview that was released earlier today uh, where he talked about that. And I wonder if maybe that's why he knew the movie wasn't going to be good as he was doing this. But he had to rewrite the entire script several times uh, as it was getting closer and closer and closer to when it was time to film. There was all kinds of different things that Sid Haig was supposed to show up for, for, you know, getting uh, his uh, attire, so to speak, you know, his costume designs done and this and that. And he just kept delaying it. He kept getting a hold of my oh, I can't make it. Oh, I can't make it. Where's Sid? Oh, I can't make it. And he didn't know what was going on. And come to find out, he's been having a lot of medical issues. Now he is in the, he just, I don't know. I think he's still in the hospital right now going through physical therapy, but this is over the last year. It turns out he had been in the hospital several times, lost something like a hundred pounds, looked terrible, wasn't doing well. And um, Rob Zombie didn't get into what was wrong with him because it was personal, but it, he it turned out that he couldn't come to work for it, so he had to rewrite it, and that's why we got Richard Brake's character in this movie, Foxy, instead. Um, but uh, I guess the movie really suffers from the lack of Captain Spaulding. A lot of people well, were looking forward to him being in it, as was Rob Zombie. Here's the thing. You can't blame... Uh, it's like blaming a whole game on a quarterback. You can't blame... A whole movie on one oh, actor. Unless it's right? I just want to throw it out there. Like one actor doesn't make or break a movie. Because I've seen plenty of bad movies with good acting in it. Right. I mean, John half of John Goodman's catalog. He's a great actor. He's never acted bad in a movie, but he's been in some pretty stinker movies. So I mean, it happens. And then there's the opposite of that. You can have an all star cast and it can still not be right. good. And yeah. I mean, the story alone should have been good enough. If you have a story, I don't care if you have to rewrite it. it should still be good enough. If you're gonna put it out there, especially if you're going to tie it into a world where people are that rabid of fans that. Uh, uh, don't have it and I mean once again I hope Sid Haig is getting better I hope he's you know recovering uh, of course his health comes first and foremost but right. if the whole movie was hinkering on him 
I don't know if that was a wise idea to begin with. I mean, well, maybe, yeah. But, I mean, it's... I mean, the, coming out... I can see where it would suffer without him. I, I can see where it would suffer as well, but coming out... Come on, let's be honest. Coming out of Devil's Rejects, I mean, Otis is... is, is It was, was the kill. It, it was yeah. amazing in that movie. Of course, Bill Mosley did an amazing job there. Right. You know? It's... It, <laughs> I mean, you still have two-thirds of the mix. And so, I don't I don't know. Once again, I know some fans would be thrown off because, obviously, they're, they're, they're big fans. Uh, but... At the same time, just give out if you if you build it, they will come, man. Right. If you write if you write a good story, everybody will like it, and that's my my problem. And and this is a problem that I have with Rob Zombie though. Rob Zombie, uh, to the detriment, he has made some pretty good movies, but he's made a lot of stinkers. Oh yeah, like a lot of stinkers. I and really did not me, like Thirty One. No, Thirty One was Thirty One was, was not very good. Uh, both of the Halloween movies, like think about it, until until he was on Joe Rogan, he w- he refused to talk about those movies for a reason, right? Uh, because he knows everybody's going to lambaste him about how bad they were. And then last but certainly not least, you have, you know, I mean, Lords of Salem was all right. I love I, that movie. I, mean, I think that's a there's, really there's really pe- good movie. But here's the thing: there's people like you who either love it or there's people like I me can who see are, why people wouldn't like there's it. There's people it was like me where I'm like, movie. there's and I mean, I don't mind art house movies, but still, it's like. There's people like me where I'm in the middle of it. Like right. it's like I don't think it's amazing, but I don't think it's bad. It's in the middle of the road. My opinion is that's one of the better horror movies ever made. Uh, and I, and I when know. I say that, I mean like top forty, top thirty. I originally when I did a top thirty-one horror movie list years ago, there's been new things that have come out since, and other things I had not seen yet at the time. But I had that at number thirty-one, and I I stand by that. I think it would be lower now, uh, and I want to redo that list at some point. But I I think that's one of the better horror movies of all time. It was a really good movie. It, it, his best movie. That's his. My opinion. Everybody says the Devil's Rejects is his masterpiece. I disagree. I think the Lords of Salem is. I don't know. I I prefer Devil's Rejects over Lords of Salem. That's just and I get that. You know that makes sense. It's a good choice. On, so on IMDb, it's three hundred twenty-five reviews, and it's a seven point three out of ten stars. Which one is this? Three from Four, three from Hell. Yeah. Oh, so fans are so. Fans are, some it's fans a, are and I just glanced over a lot. There's a lot of one stars, but there's a there's a few high ends. Uh, there's a few reviews that look like it was. They gave it like a six, and but talked down about it through the most part. Ah, so sounds like it's going to be the worst one in the yeah. Of the three. So I, I mean, but then if you go to critics like uh, Robert or RogerEbert.com, Scott Tyofa gave it four stars. Uh, Blood Brothers had two and a half blood drops. I mean, so it, it's one of those. It's either you're gonna all like, over the place. Yeah, you're so like so you're either gonna like it or you're not. Right. Um. So it's one of those movies, unfortunately, that you're gonna have to watch and digest be your yourself own, be your own and be your, and honestly be your own um it's still content being made so you can't be upset with that right so i mean which, whichever way i mean coffee. i it's one of these things i would say watch it and just rate it yourself but right. you know. I, i'm a fan of that yeah I, but I, once again that's that's kind of how no, no. hobby's career's been right, right? Yeah, like, i just wanted to yeah, like let people know what i you know after everything once again for every movie that i might not like or mike might not like or ron might not like there's probably people who like it just I mean, at this table alone. I mean, me and John Ron... sucks balls. Yeah, I know he, I know how you feel about that. But me and Ron, <laughs> at this table alone, thought Halloween 2018 was middle of the road. But, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't earth-shattering. Like, some people thought it was earth-shattering. thought it was the greatest movie ever. Me and Ron were like, yeah, it was middle of the road. It was entertaining when it was needed to be entertaining. It was eh, whatever it was. But it wasn't, you know, the greatest thing. And Mike hated it. So, I mean, it's yeah. it's just, you know... And that's even on our panel, because the professor loves it. The professor, yeah. the, the professor he gave it a 9 one, out of 10, I think. Was it? He thinks it's one of the greatest movies ever made, right? Something like that. But he gave it a nine out of ten. I think he thought it was better than the original. Me and, me which and Ron, me and Ron were about five. Yeah, we're, we're, five, like, five, five, six, we're like yeah. we we're right in the middle. Five, five. It was between five and if six. If he did that, you know, if he killed the baby, maybe if, oh, if seven he, or eight. Listen, he didn't even need to kill the baby. If he maybe was, the baby will be back in Halloween. Kills. Listen, 
if he would have just stabbed into the crib, the baby could have made noise after he didn't have to actually kill the baby. But if he would have just stabbed in the crib, if they would have had the balls to do that, yeah. I would have marked it would have gotten a whole another yeah. point. And then the baby cry. When and then you have the, you could yeah. have the baby cry when he walks away. So you knew he didn't do it. But that moment where you thought he actually stabbed yeah. the baby would have been worth it. Yeah. I'm sorry. That would have been. It would have been great. I no, got, I agree. Because think about it. I was in the theater with Ron, yeah. and all you hear is people going, <laughs> "Oh my God, no, he's not going to do it. He's not going to kill the baby. Oh no, don't let him kill the baby. But you, but let him kill was, the baby. But he was like he was his whole. He was already walking. He was away. already walking out the door. Which that's why I said he should have just like stabbed into the thing, made everybody think he did, and as he exited, just hear the baby start crying. So you know the baby's alive. Like yeah. it that baby great. will be back in the sequels. He will be back. <laughs> the baby, the baby will return. The baby's actually Halloween the star, kills. from what I understand. Did you hear that? The baby <laughs> will return in Halloween Kills. You can't put a baby right. in the. Corner. We'll come. We'll come back to that later because there's yeah. a, there's an announcement in the second segment about that. Absolutely. So, continue on. What else do we have in the news? Uh, we got uh, moving on some M Night Shyamalan news. Uh, not a whole lot, but and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much Avatar it. Uh, 2. Yeah, Universal's announced there's uh, dates for two new M. Night Shyamalan films. The Last Airbender? Yeah, two? I don't know. Uh, they will be released uh, one on February in February of 2021, the other in February of 2023. Uh, no details on the films or their names yet. And when That's they get it. pushed back, my, a, what a twist. The Legend of Korra and... <laughs> yeah. My, what a twist. In the city. <laughs> uh, AMC has revealed every movie that would be playing during its annual Fear Fest. Oh, yes. We have so, a whole list of them. There's a lot of them on there. Fear Fest will air from October um, Sunday, October 13th through Thursday, October 31st. Yes. And also, uh, you might want to check out uh, our Facebook page, Horizon 607, and our Twitter page. Uh, feed at Horizon 607 because Mike C's got his own list going on. 61 days of horror movies this year? Yeah, 61 horror movies in 61 days. Started September 1st. It was close enough to Halloween to me. <laughs> yeah. but, as soon as it turns to September 1st, I don't care that fall doesn't begin for almost another month. That's fall. So, so doesn't the That's it. department source. I just yeah, want exactly. to this out. Yeah, actually, they got Christmas stuff. Out. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, I see a couple of them that are on your list. There's, there's some of that are on your list as well. Yeah. Uh, I love how they are uh, switching things over to AMC Premiere subscribers. We'll be yeah, able to I don't enjoy know how the I full feel about unedited that. theatrical versions of some of them. You know, it's great that they're going to be unedited and, and whatever, but it's something about that. It's the only time I don't mind commercials being out. I just want to Fear Fest. I just want to let you know that uh, Leprechaun, the entire series, is All being right. shown this holiday. Even this the holiday new one? Season. Yeah, Origins is on there. Jeez! Well, not oh, no, 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 not returns because they don't own re- they don't own returns. So off to origins, I should say. Sorry, I forgot ah. that we had returns. But also, uh, you can see the first few Halloween movies, the first three on regular AMC. But then you can see four through Resurrection. Oh, yeah. On uh, on pay. I hope they change when it comes time. They always have a big marathon on for like three days leading up to Halloween, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of. Although on the free things. one, you can see all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Up yeah. to nine. No oh. X though. No X. Yeah. No remake either. Just just. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, there the remake's remake. in there. It is. Sorry, they've smuggled it right behind the yeah. other one. They did not make this <laughs> list very well. It looks like all the Final Destination movies. Nope, they're missing one. The fifth one's not on here. Ah, so that was one of the better ones. Yeah, so uh, yeah. check it out. If you want to check that out, you can find that list anywhere. Fear Fest is always fun. If you ain't got nothing going on, just uh, pop it on AMC and go. Uh, when I'm watching something that's AMC-related, I prefer to watch Shudder. Yeah. Shudder has a lot more stuff. They do. And it's, they do. it's fun. But, you know, follow my list. Uh, we, we're posting it on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, you know, it's just fun. If you want to watch the movies with me, tell me what you think. You know, By the way, uh, as, a, one another, a an, as another cheap Shutter plug, uh, some of the movies of Mike List are on Shutter. Yeah. And uh, ironically enough, I saw that you put Idle Hands up there. Did it have anything to do with we talked and length about Idle Hands a couple weeks ago? <laughs> um, probably subconsciously, but it just I just had a hankering to watch it. It's a good movie. Yeah, I love we did that talk, movie. We did talk about it at length a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a week ago. or two ago. Uh, yeah. They were talking about possibly having a sequel finally. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. 
Um, and then uh, the last thing I just want to mention is this coming Thursday, uh, Shutter. Speaking of Shutter, um, we'll be releasing the I don't want to say long awaited because I don't think it's really been long awaited, but uh, Hell House LLC three will be finally premiering. Well, after Hell House LLC two almost killed the franchise. So <laughs> yeah, like, let's hope three is better. This, this is like a fire, right? Is the like a fire is the uh, t- tagline to this? Yeah, uh, I'm. I, I can't wait to see it. I was a fan of the first one. The second one, not so much. Yeah. Uh, Although it did have its creepy, creepy moments when they did. were in the hotel, but there was too much uh, poorly uh, filmed uh, talk. But it also, I also, I would like to see this one. I, I mean, it's it's good enough there. I do want to get, uh, there's one other thing I want to talk about. Me and Ron watched the trailer to this. I know you didn't have time to because you got to the studio right after work because you, you're putting in that hard work, Mike. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we watched a trailer for something coming to Shutter in the beginning of 2020. Uh, it's now released it. Other than that, they got the rights to a movie called uh, The Cleansing Hour. It's a demonic possession movie. The trailer's actually pretty good. Uh, I, I dug it. Uh, basically, the synopsis of the trailer, if you want to go check it out yourselves, it's, it's worthwhile. The synopsis of the trailer is that this person is doing webcast exorcisms, and they're all fake. Like, it's obviously set up, employed, but people watch. It's a huge hit, whatever. And then a real demon shows up. <laughs> And uh, fun ensues, if you will. Sure, uh, it looks actually pretty good. Uh, it did get a lot of awards. It was a base. It was originally a short film, and they have now extended it out. Uh, and that short film won a bunch of awards nice. back in 2016. So, uh, Shutter keeps impressing me with what they're bringing. And before one last thing, because I have to, I have to know from Ron. Uh, this is coming up, and I know Ron's a fan of this show, Supernatural. Supernatural, finally. The finally, final finally, season. last season. The, the trailer's out. The trailer is out. How uh, do you feel about Supernatural last season's trailer? Like, and what, you, what are you looking well, for? Well, if you finished season 14, people, <laughs> like I did, like a champ, uh, all the big bads from the past history have come back, All the so they have to recapture a few, and there's obviously some more. There's some dude walking by. I don't know who that's supposed to be. Is it he... There, there's a dude just like I don't know if he's like supposed to be the new I know devil. exactly who it is uh, I know exactly who it is I've never even watched the show it's Crystal Reed oh of course it's Crystal Reed I hope so <laughs> well I don't think Crystal Reed's a dude though no well she could be whatever she wants to be but uh, we'll you know it could uh, we'll see what happens I mean it's gonna be interesting it's finally gonna air I think the only way you end the show is killing the Winchesters the Winchester Sins. Yeah. Yeah. I like but, it. Uh, so, yeah, it's coming out. Get, get ready. October 6th, I do believe, is yeah, the, the news. Yeah, something like that. Thursday, I, I, October 6th? Yeah, October is all, all the it's shows. It's all. On C, listen, yeah. I got to be honest with you. I'm losing, CW, track of, yeah. I'm losing track of everything in October because we are just. We're busy. There's tons of stuff going on. And then. Well, you got all the stuff, which you're going to hear about some of that, but yeah, it's great. All CW shows are coming out. That. I know I mentioned it earlier, but for Mike C's uh, daily list, you can check out uh, the, those on our social medias. Once again, our social medias. For Facebook, just search up Horizon 607 uh, While you're there, go ahead and uh, like it, share it, rate and review it, spread the word, because uh, we'd like to get that the, the Horizon 607 brand out there. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Horizon 607 Once again, he posts to both of those. You can make co- we make comments about the movies. Give him some suggestions, even, if you would like. Uh, you can, to join the conversation, hashtag HZ607. And, of course, you can visit us at 8122productions.com. Uh, we've got articles. We've got, you can stream and download all of our shows from there. It's a great uh, little uh, thing to go for. Of course, you can, as you know, because you're hearing us, you can 
hear us on any podcast provider as well. Got to get those plugs out of the way, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, so I got I want to do a couple plugs before I forget to do them, though, and before we go to break. Uh, if you guys want to join us, there's a couple parties we got going on, too. If you're in the 607, if you're in the Binghamton, New York area, or you can get here, please come on down. September 27th, we were going, we were having the hashtag 607 podcast con season kickoff because as, as ron just noticed we're going we're busy this sound season and uh that's going to be at galaxy brewing company uh that's in uh main uh, that's on court street is it, is it technically court street uh, down uh, there in downtown binghamton or is that main street still? no it's court street main street doesn't switch until after the bridge ah, okay so yeah so court street in downtown binghamton it's just right right in the heart of downtown binghamton galaxy brewing company can't miss it uh come on down we got floodlands playing shout at the robots hearse and brian uh it's a five dollar cover that money goes all to the bands it's a great time uh, the drinks are good there. It's going to be a nice time of music, and you can come out and see what we're involved in and talk to us. And then the next night, we are having our hashtag 607 podcast official con after party, and that's going to be here at Dragon Master Games, 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton. 8 p.m. The doors are going to open where you can hang out. We're going to do all that crazy stuff. And at 9 p.m., Shout Out the Robots is playing right here at Dragon Master uh, Games. And better yet, it's free. Come hang out with us for free. Listen to a cool band. Uh, if you are over 21, it's BYOB. We don't have a liquor license, so we can't serve liquor. Uh, but we will have other drinks uh, yes. and stuff on, on hand. Drinks and snacks, if you will. But if you would like to drink and you're over 21, feel free to bring something to, to drink. We just don't have a liquor license because we are a game shop, not a, not a bar. Right. I just want to make a bar. That, I want to make that clear. Yeah. So I think it's time to take the first break. When we come back from this break, and it's fitting that Mike is wearing his Crystal Lake Taurus shirt. Absolutely. Because we are going to talk some Friday the 13th. I mean, I know we did it last week, but there are some huge things that came out on Friday the 13th that had to do with Blairstown and also a couple fan films that we we would, we would be, a, if we don't talk about it, it would just be a disservice. It really so, would be. So, so we are going to talk about those when we come right back on Horror Zone 607. October 4th and 5th in Oneana, New York. At the Oneana Foothills Performing Arts Center, we present Sci-Fi Horror Fest 2019. This year, we have celebrity guests from Children of the Corn, Courtney Gaines, from Night of the Creeps, Jill Whitlow, and from Ghost Hunters, the paranormal heartthrob himself, Dustin Parry. Also, we'll have other guests and vendors, and so, so much more. You can get all your ticket information at SciFiHorrorFest.com. It is $10 for the weekend, $6 for one day. And we hope to see you in Oneana on October 4th and 5th for Sci-Fi Horror Fest. All right, welcome back to The Zone, and uh, as I promised before the break, we are going to talk about some Friday the 13th goings-ons, my friends. Uh, first of all, I, I got to say, this is probably the biggest news in Friday the 13th. Uh, I know everybody at this table was a fan of Never Hike Alone. Am I wrong? Anybody oh, here did not? Loved it. Love it. Vincent DeSanti put it together a great movie, Ghost Jason. It was phenomenal. I can't wait to see where we're going, and guess what? We don't have to wait very, very long. Uh, because guess what's going on? Uh, it was announced during a music video, by the way. And you should check out this music video if you haven't already. It's great. Oh, go it's to amazing. The, go to the 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 womp uh, the womp uh, what is it the womp and stomp? Their wompy stomp or it's womp stomp. Just womp stomp. Sorry, womp stomp uh, YouTube page. That's where you can also watch Never Hike Alone completely free because it's a fan film. Uh, and go to that fan page 
because there's a video called Disappear, and it's actually a really good song. And Mike was humming along after it was done yeah. playing to that song. That's how good singing the like songs. an angel to I it. I wish I could play it here. Maybe I can get the the rights to play it. Uh, but uh, at the end of that, we found out that Ghost Jason will be returning in Never Hike in the Snow. That's right. They're doing a prequel. Uh, the come uh, the prequel will be coming out in March of 2020. Uh, it's been announced when that's coming out. Uh, right now, they are fundraising on Indiegogo. Their goal is fifty thousand. They they're actually jumping up the list. If you want to go help them out, go ahead. Please check that out. Indiegogo. Look at uh, Never Hike in the Snow. Whatever's left over is going to go towards their next little bit that we're going to talk about. Uh, everybody's excited because this takes place in the winter months, which, which is something everybody's wanted for yeah, a long time. Exactly, and it's going to be before what we saw in Never Hike Alone. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. So coming. So. Uh, also coming back for uh, these well actually I should do the cast after they've also announced that there will be three more fan films in the Never Hike Alone series and uh, they will be coming out respectively summer 2020, fall 2020 and the winter of 2020 slash 21 so late in the winter of 2020 and they will all be 15 to 30 minutes long instead of doing one movie he broke them down uh, and they will be and uh, it'll be Never Hike Alone 2, Never Hike Again Never Hike Alone 3, Jason Takes Crystal Lake, and Never Hike Alone, The Final the final Hike. Now, I want to know one thing. In, in Never Hike Alone 3, Jason Takes Crystal Lake, will that be filmed entirely in Vancouver? I have no clue. Let's hope so. Let's I hope, hope so, so, too. Let's hope it substitutes but for Crystal Lake. They also announced in a poster the alumni cast... Uh, returning for this, Douglas Tate will be back. He is playing Ghost Jason Voorhees. He also played uh, Jason in uh, Freddy vs. Jason. He was a stump double on that. He also, also Vinny Gus, Gusterfer, Gustafaro. I can't say it, I'm sorry. He played uh, Sheriff Rick Cologne in Jason Lives. He will be back. And of course, wherever the rot, red dot goes. That's right. You bang. Yes, that's right. It's the same person. Thank yes. you. And last but certainly not least, because we know we saw him at the end of Never Hike Alone, and these are going to finish out the saga. Tom Matthews returns to reprise his role as Tommy Jarvis. Of course, he was also in Jason Lives. Yes. Or as, as uh, our good friend Luke and I like to call him, Tom Matthews. Oh, I should point this out. Douglas Tate played Ghost Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. If you guys didn't know, also the posters look super cool, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that they will release them. Uh, our good friend Jimmy Gazdick has a relationship with Vincent Desanti. Uh, maybe I can reach out to him or somebody because I would like these posters. Oh, these and, are awesome. Uh, the the posters are not up on the Indiegogo giveaway. I do think I'm going to sign up for the twenty dollars one and get my Blu-ray copy of Never Hike Alone though. Yeah, because that's for twenty dollars you get that. There's a whole bunch of lists. Go check it out. It's good times. Uh, I can't wait to see these movies. I was a big fan. Uh, you guys, you guys uh, hooked for this? Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. That's and then, the best uh, Friday the Thirteenth fan film I've seen. It, I agree. It really, I really agree. was the best. And think about it. There wasn't much of a body count because there wasn't much of a cast. Yeah. So I that just proves that even though it was, and I loved it. I thought I was very enjoyable. And you know me, I love body counts in my slasher films. But, man, you don't need a body count sometimes if you have a good thing going on. Right. So, with that being said, the other big news that came out of Blairstown this weekend is that now we have a full-time opened up Friday the 13th Museum in Blairstown. Yeah. Before, it was just an exhibit that they used to put out in the Blairstown Museum. Now, right across the street from the Blairstown Museum, they have their own space. Uh, as you said, it used to be... Yeah, quiet. they they actually did have that space. When I was there um, the first time, um, I didn't notice it so much uh in the morning when we were actually going down the main street where they filmed a lot of the scenes with annie mm -hmm. um but uh I, I noticed you know they had the big one 
mm-hmm. like the actual thing. And across the street, they had what they called the Blairstown Museum Annex. Yeah. And it would appear that that would, that based is, on the uh, addresses, that's got to be it. That's that's where the new yeah. uh, Friday the 13th Museum is. Right. It is still but it's going to be a full-time. Yes, it's a full-time. It is, it is ran by the Blairstown Museum. Yes. But it is its own entity, which is cool. So anytime you go to Blairstown, it is only open Fridays and Saturdays. And it only costs $3 to go through the museum. So that's pretty cool. And uh, $3 goes to keeping the museum in, 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 in business, amongst other things. Uh, I heard it was really nice. They had a big grand opening for it this uh, past in Blairstown. Uh, there's a ton of stars from the Friday the 13th series was, were down there. Yeah. And, of course, they also premiered a movie we're about to talk about in a minute, Vengeance. Yes, they well. did. And uh, just real quickly about the museum, our good friend, once again, Jimmy Gazdick, uh, he's actually built a relationship with the owner of the Blairstown Museum as well. And uh, I'm kind of wondering, you know, one of these times when we make the pilgrimage there uh, and, you know, kind of wander around and whatnot, I'm wondering if we can maybe get a little interview and put her maybe. up on the show. Maybe. I would like to. I Sounds would like, like she's yeah. a really nice lady. I would like to. I would definitely like to talk to, to her. I think it sounds like a good idea. So now we got to jump into the two fan films. So Friday the Thirteenth brought not one but two fan films, and I'm going to talk about Vengeance last because it was the longest of them and it was the most hyped of the two. The other one was a movie. What? Here comes the night. Here comes the night. Uh, Here comes the night. It was only 18 minutes long. You can find it on YouTube. Just type in Here comes the night. Of course, once again, they can't monetize it because it's a fan film. I did like how this was shot. Uh, the opening was the classic Friday the 13th opening as Here Comes the Night comes up and smashes the glass that you didn't even yeah. see there. I thought that was cool. And then they also shot it in very grainy 8mm kind of style. Yeah, and I dug that about it too. This movie looks to be taking place in the 1980s. Yep. The early 1980s. Uh, it is it, When you first meet it, you have the stoner dumb friend. You have the, I'm assuming, boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and there's antics that go on. Meanwhile, they're being stalked by what appears to be Jason. And uh, so as it goes on, you know, we see the the stoner friend gets it first. And then, you know, the other two end up getting it, you know. And you notice when the, the boyfriend gets killed that the Jason is looks very small. Yeah. Jason does not look very big in this. And I, at first, I was like, I was very disappointed because I'm like, why would you book Jason so small? Right. And even the character makes reference to how small Jason is. Right. So I'm just like, okay, so they know he's small. Why? Why would, would you do this? And then uh, the what what we all assume was a survivor girl. The girlfriend starts her survivor girl lap. Right. And uh, then she bumps into Jason, the real Jason, the real Jason, who now is massive. So now we know that there's a discrepancy somehow, and she dies by the hands of Jason, which I'm calling the real Jason because he was massive and looked like Jason. Then we find out that her friend that they were waiting for, her best friend is dressed up as Jason with two other guys and they had been running around and were killing her boyfriend and friend and presumably looking for her to kill her? Yes. Which, it never gets explained. That part threw me off. I don't get it. And then, Jason shows up. Yes. (laughs) And the two guys get it. And then the girl looks like she's, you know, has a thing for Jason uh, but Jason doesn't have a thing for her, and she gets it, and that's how we end the the short. Overall, I was very. But don't forget about the survivor girl. <laughs> oh, she was dead. Yeah, he, yeah, but you didn't explain how. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, he he tore her heart right out. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. that stuck happened. He stuck her hand right through. Yeah, she wasn't a survivor girl at all. There was no Jason survivor was the survivor girl, girl yes, of this Jason movie. Was the survivor <laughs> girl of this movie. Uh, it was campy. It was funny. I, I liked it for those reasons. Uh, it wasn't really much because it was 18 minutes long. I, I do kind of wonder why the whole storyline at the end, I didn't get it. Yeah, the end didn't make a whole lot of sense, but I love the way it looked. I like the way it was shot. Um, 
you know, between the two movies, and I know we're going to talk about Vengeance, but we were talking off air. You know, I don't know. I thought Never Hike Alone was actually the better of the two. Just, well, just the way mean, it looked here comes in the, the story. Night. Or, yes, excuse me. Never Hike Alone was better than both of these. I didn't mean Never Hike Alone, but yeah, yeah. I meant, yeah, Here Comes the Night was the so, better of the two. So, let's talk about Vengeance. So, Vengeance was the big one. Vengeance had C.J. Graham playing Elias Voorhees. Of course, C.J. Graham was part six Jason. Uh, Steve Dash makes an appearance in this movie, obviously, yeah. before his untimely uh, passing. Uh, who else was in this movie, famous-wise? I think that was it from the Friday the 13th yeah. series, right? I, I think those were the only two. Uh, but anyways, uh, so they put us a lot of thought. The Jason in this movie, i got to be honest, looked very good. I think they did a good job on Jason. Overall. Overall, I did like the scene where his mask comes off because it did stay true to the part six slash seven Jason face. Yeah. That, that part was very good. Yeah, I do like I do like how they also had him come out of the lake attached to the boulder still, which also yes. goes along with part six. So th- those are the parts that tied into part six, and that was it. Yeah. This movie creates its own new mythology. Uh, I will say oh, it right up front. You were asking who else was famous. Tom McLaughlin was oh, in Oh, yeah. Tom McLaughlin was in I so forgot Director of Part 6. Yeah, I forgot. So, I forgot yeah, he, he was, was in the in. opening. I'm sorry. I forgot he was yeah, in Yeah, it just occurred to me, It too. was just kind of like one of those things that slipped my mind. I'm yeah. sorry. But anyways, uh, this movie, I'm not going to bear line. The acting was god-awful. Yeah, it wasn't god-awful. <laughs> the shooting was all right. It was digitally shot. You could tell. Um, the story was eh. It, create, it tried to create its own mythos. Uh, I like what they were going with a little bit, but I didn't like it completely. I didn't like the whole secondary mythos to it. I did enjoy the Elias Voorhees character. I wish that they would have worked him in a little more because they didn't. Uh, he was more of a mystery and wrapped inside of an enigma. Yeah, At especially for day. a full-length film. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just like a normal fan film. This was, like this was a full-length film, yeah. so they could have gotten him in more, and it just kind of left me scratching my head as to why. So you know. the things I liked in this movie, though, as I already mentioned, I did like the detail of Jason's mask and face because you do see him very bloody at the end take the mask off in yeah. front of his dad. That was a cool scene in front of the fire, I will say right. Uh, and th- I did like the kills for the most part. I mean, there was, as, as all movies were the high body count, because this movie has a high yeah. body count. With all movies that have a high body count, there are some bad ones, because you always you have to have some throwaways. Right. However, there was some really, really good ones as well, including, I shut off air, even though this was a fan film, it had it, it, top 10 Jason scene kills <laughs> in the history of movie franchise. That I don't did. care. That added, there's a car scene in this movie where it's a... It was reminiscent of part five with the two greasers. It, but worse, because it was even more mean yeah, How do you get more mean-spirited than part five? Yeah, now, mind you, this is a campy, cheesy fan film, and that's how it played out for the most part. They throw sex in wherever they have a plot hole. Um, you know, so there's boobs galore. My, my 14-year-old son enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> uh, I just want to throw that out there. His mother's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I didn't realize. That I mean, he's got to learn someday. But she, she was like, whatever. We've already let him start watching horror films, and you know, she knows that that's just a precursor. That's why we waited until he was a little older to let him start. Because obviously, you know, eh. that's the one part that I, I, I didn't care about the swearing or the violence. But, you know, eh. anyways, moving along there, uh, th- there was a little bit too much, even for my liking, because I was like, because it, it was used as a horrible plot device. It wasn't right. used as a good one. It was just like, oh, okay, well, why else would they die? Oh, they were they were having sex or they were naked. They right. weren't paying attention. Uh, so I didn't like that part. And like I said, the acting was very bad. The body count was cool. Once again, with that high of a body count, some of the skills, but the car scene. I, I can't say enough about the car scene. Of course, I'm sorry we have talked spoilers about this, but I mean, it's free to the world. So, I mean, right. guys, go on, watch it, support it. Uh, he literally shoves this chick's face into the fan of the engine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And there's blood everywhere. Yeah. And then he walks around where the other girl's leaning out the window and just, like, decapitates her on her own 
window. <laughs> just yanks her head off yeah, through the window. Yeah, just kind of pushed her down and off it fell. Yeah, it, it was phenomenal. <laughs> By the way, top 10 Jason kills of all time. And in a movie, like I said, it was super campy, so it was super tongue-in-cheek as well. That was one of the more mean-spirited movies uh, moments I've ever seen in the series, outside of part five, which is my yeah. favorite for being mean-spirited. So I might like that's why I probably like that part. Yeah. But then a lot of the other kills were good too. There was a kill where there was like massive amounts of prisoners, and when you first see it, they like they pan away, and you're like, why? But then you get to see it through a laptop that Steve Dash is watching. How did you like? By the way, I got to throw this out there because I want to know this. I know you didn't you you weren't a big of a fan of this as everybody, Mike. But how did you feel about the fact that they alluded in this the mythos? Is that uh, the sheriff that Steve Dash was playing in this in this movie was the counselor who was uh, responsible for Jason drowning because he was banging a married woman? Yeah, I mean, I liked that they threw that in there. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of made sense with the original story. I, you know, I just want to I just want to say that this was marketed ahead of time for a long time that this was going to be a direct sequel to Part Six, Jason Lives, and other than some really really poorly put together, poorly acted goofy goofy scenes with some tour guides and stuff like that it really didn't feel at all like part six that was probably my biggest gripe with it but it had things like that that i did like in it well like i said the only parts that felt like six to me were the fact that at least they had him come out of the lake with the boulder still attached yeah which makes sense with the ending right and i did like the little nod with steve dash's character where he says i'm the real jason you know and as as everybody knows he was the you know well i shouldn't say the first jason but he was the first first adult jason adult jason yeah uh, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was. I mean, I for it was a fan film, so of course yeah. I'm grading it as a fan film. Uh, I I liked it as for what it was. Uh, I would not put it above Never Hike Alone. I think that's in nah. its own category by itself. Absolutely. And this in the subsequent sequels are looking amazing. Uh, but I I liked it overall. I would say watch it. It's worthwhile watch. Right. The kills are worth it if you like kills. I will say going in the plot lines are eh, and the acting is god awful. But uh, Jason Jason slays. That's for yeah. sure. And there's, like I said, I had top 10 kills of all time, That's those car kills. You're right. I would have liked to have seen more of C.J. Graham and understood the, the Elias character. It just wasn't enough of him, and it was a very confusing ending to mm-hmm. me. I didn't understand the, you're not my son. I didn't get that. What was going on? I don't know. How it about, made no sense to me. How about Jason kills him, but then he's not dead? Yeah. Neither of them. So they're setting up a sequel, I'm assuming? I'm guessing. That's my, that's it just didn't guess. make any sense to me. It yeah. didn't make any sense, you know, but I would have liked to have seen more of Elias and I and, don't know. And so, I mean, I'd say watch it. You can find it. It, uh, it was uh, YouTube. Brown, yeah, YouTube. Brown Space was the, uh, the the company that made it. So you can search that or just search for Vengeance. Right. It'll come up. It's Friday the 13th Vengeance fan film or just Friday the 13th fan film. You can find it in a lot of ways. It's, it was, it's worthwhile to watch. And also watch Here Comes the Night. It was also very good as well. Find them both on YouTube. Uh, the go- the uh, big glaring uh, elephant in the room before we kick over to the last segment, though, was there was supposed to be a third Friday the 13th fan film that came out. And I've been trying to find out why didn't come out but i can't find out so maybe somebody uh if you know let us know hit us up uh because there was supposed to be a movie called Voorhees also coming out on 913 s and i rewatched the trailer a bunch of times to make sure i wasn't seeing that wrong right and I it did was too. and uh it just never came out and that one intrigued me because it looked like last house on the left meets friday the 13th right. so i was intrigued by that one that was one of the ones i really wanted to see yeah i did too and i did the same thing i watched the trailer again because i was like wait a second and yeah it was supposed to be out and so hopefully it's still, hopefully it's still coming because yeah. it looks intriguing it looks very much fun and they i like that second trailer 
The yeah. second trailer is really good, and they use that smile song. It's 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 yeah. crazy. It's it's a good it's a good. I, I just want to see it. It looks amazing, and that looks like it could be one of the better ones, even. Right. I mean, definitely a different concept. Of course, we're still waiting for Thirteen Fanboy, which wasn't supposed to come out yet. Right. But uh, next year, I do believe so. Well, keep our eyes out. We'll always let you guys know. Uh, right now, fan films are all we got in the Friday the 13th world, and uh, we're plugging right along there. But, uh, Mike, uh, we're going to take a break. What do, what do you got in store for these uh, when we talk some horror in the final segment? So the last segment we're uh, in honor of... Uh this uh, this week uh, with American Horror Story 1984 beginning, um, you know we've we've occasionally gone back and did a list of uh, our you know the the biggest or the best or our favorite movies from certain years in the 1980s. Uh, the last time we did it, we had gone through 1982, uh, so we've done 1980, 81, and 82. Um, you would think on the list 1983 would be next, and there were some great movies in 1983. We're not going to talk about those this time. Hey. We're going to skip 1983. Hey. hey, 1983, greatest year ever. Yeah. That was the year that gave birth to me. It was the legend. year of the rich. It's the year of the rich. I can't believe we're skipping it. We are, but for a good reason. Okay, because we're going to go reason? right to 1984 in honor of American Horror Story 1984. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. I like it. So we'll, we'll come back, back to 83, 83 eventually. All right, all right. Well, I, I'm all right. It was a good that. year. It was a good year. It was a great year. Uh, so we'll be right back and talking some horror. You're listening to Horror Zone 607. Join us October 18th, 19th, and 20th in Rochester, New York at the Rochester Riverside Hotel for Scaricon. This year we have a ton of great celebrity guests, including Barbara Crampton, Felissa Rose, Ashley Lawrence, David Naughton, the cast of Terrifier, the 40th anniversary of Phantasm, and of course Pinhead himself, Doug Bradley will all be there, all of them plus so much more. There will also be vendors and all such sorts of other great entertainment going on that weekend in Rochester, New York. For all tickets and other information about Scaricon, Go to Scaricon.com and we'll see you in Rochester on October 18th, 19th, and 20th. And welcome back to The Zone. It is time to talk some horror. And uh, before the break, we uh, mentioned uh, American Horror Story 1984 will be premiering on FX this Wednesday uh, at 10 o'clock p.m. And uh, in honor of the 1984 theme and all of this throwback stuff to the to the 1980s that we've been seeing over the last couple of years, uh, I decided that we're going to go back and we're going to revisit the year 1984 and talk about some of the horror movies that came out that year. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Hopefully it's better than what it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, 82 was... It, it had a couple. 82 was a great was, year. Well, no, 81 was a great 81 year. was a great 81 year. 81 was 82, the, probably the best year in horror ever. 82 had, had some struggles. It had cat people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 81 was a great year to talk about. So, I don't yeah. know. Where, where are we at in 1984? Well, 1984, let's start right out. Uh, By the way, no particular order either. No particular order. No, So, I don't think all. we're doing a top list. It's not like these are the ones that we voted best. There is no particular order. Right. I mean, I there were two. There. There's two that stand out more than any other. Are you going to do those at the end? We'll do those at the end just okay, because but, they're they're kind of the main event. But, okay, that's but fine. No particular but, order. but there's no particular order. We're not ranking them. Just so right. somebody doesn't go, well, how did you put this in front of? We didn't. We just... Put them out there, right? Just throwing it out there. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. So the, <laughs> the first one I'm going to mention. It's something I kind of have like a love hate relationship with. I guess it depends on the mood that I'm in. Uh, sometimes I watch it and I'm like, wow, this is just a a fun, great 
horror movie from this era creeped me out as a kid and other times I'm like oh man this is just so horrible the acting is bad and it's not what I like but I'm gonna say that I really really like it because we now have a friend that was in this movie we have a really good friend that we're gonna be seeing again in just a couple of weeks in Oneonta for sci-fi horror fest and that would be our good friend Courtney Gaines who was one of the one of the most terrifying villains in any movie that I can remember scared me to death as a kid uh he played Malachi in this movie and that would be Children of the Corn Yes, Children of the Corn, legendary movie. Um, I have, a, I don't have a really love hater with it. it. I mean, it didn't age well. No, it didn't age well. But it's got Linda point, Hamilton in it, though. But at the same time, it was it it was what it was. It was a good. It was. I, I mean, for the time, it was an amazingly terrifying movie. As time went on, not so much. But it still deserves to be a legendary movie. Yeah, and I gotta say, I love the way the film looks. The way oh, that yeah. they shot the film, the you know the cinematography of it and whatnot. I really, really, really like the way the movie looks, and I love the era that it came out. And I don't know, the cameras today are just too crisp and clear. And there's something about the 70s and 80s, the cameras that that they use that just has like a special something to me and uh, I really it wouldn't work they could have they could film this exact same movie with the exact same people today with today's cameras and it wouldn't look as good as it did then no I agree with you so children of the corn first one on the list uh next one up chud 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 yeah I think that's enough said <laughs> it wasn't good <laughs> um well, I only saw it once. To, I was I, wasn't that more. It was more of a dark comedy. Yeah, it was. Uh, so Chud stood for cannibalistic uh, under cannibalistic human humanoid underground dweller. Yep. Yes. Do, do, if I could, wow, I, I believe you're out. correct. I, I, I pulled it out. If I was off, if I was off by one word, I'm sorry, but I do believe that it was the entire thing. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it wasn't great. I'd put Fido above it. <laughs> <laughs> a bizarre series of sudden disappearances on the streets of New York City seems to point towards something unsavory living in the sewers. Yeah. Well, it grossed $4.7 million in 1984, so that's not bad. It was also followed by the 1989 classic, Chud 2, Bud the Chud. <laughs> it, they, uh, the poster for this, I'm looking at this right now, it looks like a combination of the Thriller video from Michael Jackson and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Oh, well. I think maybe E.T. is coming out of the sewers. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm scared. 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Hey, listen, there's there's a fa- there's fans of Chud. By the way, the yeah. Chud the Chud video cassette made its way in uh, Jordan Peele's Us. It was yeah. on, it was on the side of TV. That was one of that was one of the little uh, Easter eggs if you saw yeah. that. Because think about it, it had to do with underground dwellers. Yeah, you're absolutely there right. You so he's kind of like an homage to Chud. Uh, next up is a movie that a lot of people love. Uh, I I am not a fan of it. Our good friend Luke loves this movie. You guys, I, I'd like to get your take on it. Uh, before I announce the name of the movie, I'm just going to start by saying the one word that the killer says throughout this movie, punish, punish. Oh, no. And he was at uh, uh, Scarecon last year, and I didn't get a chance to meet him. But uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. Punish. Yes. Well, at least it's not as bad as the remake. The, what silent night yes i love that movie you love that movie? mean spirited oh. and evil i normally, really really listen, like that i normally movie. love mean spirited movies but for some reason i don't know i, I just i guess it's because i'm not a fan of the original uh piece i know it wasn't too much like the original piece it was nothing the, like it really other they, than there until, was a santa claus until but. the until the punish part at the end out of nowhere remember <laughs> yeah, that yeah, the, the remake <sighs> I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Yeah, Honestly, maybe. It, the, probably is because as soon as I heard Punish at the end, I went, "Son of a bitch!" It is Sigh. this movie. It is this movie. But uh, I, I, last year they were playing this at Scarecon too. 
Did they play yep. it? Yeah, they played the yeah, Saskaracon before Children of Corn. Yeah, the killer so, was there. I could hear I could hear the movie when uh, when I was doing other things at Scarecon. Uh once again, it, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Yeah. I'm kinda ant about it. Um I'm not sure if it was supposed to be as comedic as it was. I'm not supposed I'm not sure if you were supposed to take it as funny as, as, yeah. as I take it. I look at it as a dark if when you look at it as a dark comedy, you're like, eh, not too bad. Now two is pretty much a shot for shot reshot of the first half of two is a, first, a shot for shot reshot of the first one. And then they add in, of course, the the, the famous garbage, <laughs> garbage day. Thing, garbage day line. So, <laughs> you know, at least they knew where their place was. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I'm not a fan. Um doesn't surprise me that Luke loves this movie though. No. No, that's one of his uh, favorites. By the way, I want to throw it out there because nobody has taken us up on this offer. If you would like Luke to review a bad movie, <laughs> he has said that he will review any bad movie you want. Just write it in. Horrorzone607 on Facebook. Like maybe Chud. At Horrorzone607 on Twitter. Write yeah. it in. Maybe write he'll do Chud us. the Bud. Yeah, maybe. Chud 2, Bud the Chud. I'm know. about to write one in just to make him watch something bad. Sure. Do it. All right, next on my list uh, is actually a very underrated movie. Um, I really, really dig this movie, and they're actually going to be remaking it coming up pretty soon, and that would be Night of the Comet. I actually dig Night of the Comet. Oh, such a fun movie. It's a comedy, too. Yeah, definitely. It's that... like Valley Girls that end up somehow being like some of the last survivors on Earth. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. a little confusing because some of these people are like almost like zombie-type it's a zombie slash alien infection kind of. It's like it's like slash apocalypse. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't want to. It's kind of like it was. It's hard to explain because I would like to say like the weird part about it is I would say like it's like the blob slash invasion of the body snatchers. Actually, the best way to put it because I was trying to stay in the, that time frame. Slither. It's kind yeah. of like Slither in a way. Not as Nothing not like as it, but at the same time. Yes, yes. Like, if you're describing it to somebody who's never seen it, imagine a funny, fun version of Slither. Not like the... <laughs> Slither was funny and fun, though. It was, but... <laughs> That's a great movie. But, but they, they went into the thing category too much, too. Yeah. But I, So, it, think about straight funny and fun. That's not the comment. A comet yeah. wipes out most of life on Earth, leaving two valley girls fighting against cannibal zombies... And a sinister group of scientists. Yeah, there you I go, forgot Pete about the scientists. Yeah. I have no idea. I've never seen it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Night of the comet. It's it's not as it's not as good as Night of the Creeps. Mm. And our good friend Jill Whitlow, who will also be at Sci Fi Horror Fest, was in Night of the Creeps. I got to watch Night of the Creeps again. I've only seen it once. Uh, Tom fun. Atkins is in that. Isn't yes, it? yes, and it's funny. It, was that, he, that's was, really funny. Did we get to see Tom Atkins behind in that movie? Because that was like his trademark. Uh, I do believe so. It's been yeah. a while since I've seen it. I'd yeah. have to go back and rewatch. The only you know who else was in Night of the Creeps. Another uh, another Scarecon alumni, Jason Lively, exactly. Yeah. And I'll see him at Scarecon. Second Russ, I love I love me some Jason Lively. He's yeah, one of the he's funnest cool people on the planet. So I can't wait to talk to uh, talk. Cool with dude, him. he is. He's fun as hell. Really, really liked him. All right, he so is, he's actually officially the Scarecon ambassador, by the way. Is he really? Yes, that's what his title is. Scarecon ambassador, Jason Lively. <laughs> what, does I he love, come every year? He does, and he, oh, I nice. love I love Jason Lively. Yeah, Lively. he's amazing. If, he if called you, me over. He was yeah. bored, and he called me over to talk to him. <laughs> I was going to say, if you if you are that going to Scarecon, fam- famous mistake that he made that night. Yeah, <laughs> if, you're, if you're going, if you're going, if you're going, jeez. Oh, <laughs> If you're, if you're going to Scarecon, you have to talk to Jason Lively. Oh, he absolutely. will talk very to you. He's a very, very like said, nice man. We were actually talking to Tiffany, who's you know the, in charge of uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Yeah. We were talking with her, and um, I kind of like looked back and did like a triple take at him and realized who he was. And he's like, hey, come on over. So he called me 
far. There was nobody hanging out by him. He's great. He's, a, so, he's an yeah, amazing human. He was a really, really cool if dude. He go, was just as cool as Courtney Gaines was. Oh, yeah. So, Both of them are very yeah. cool. And he'll be at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. I can't wait to hang out with him some yeah. more. Both of them are very approachable. But yeah, I, uh, now getting back to Night of the Comet, good, check it out. If you've never seen Night Absolutely. of the Comet, you should check it out. Highly I recommend it. it. I think it's uh, it's not like your, uh, what's the word I'm looking It's not like your classic movie, but it is a fun movie. Yeah. You won't regret watching it. And it's it's kind of on like the next tier of movies you know there was like the big heavy hitters in the 80s and then it was like the next tier yeah. I, i'd put it at that level it was a lot of fun oh i agree I a agree lot of fun in fact I'm, i think i'm gonna watch that in the next couple of days and it, it's gonna become uh one of my movies for my 61 horror it should be and people days. should watch it especially because yeah. you're plugging it it's yeah. a 6.4 out of 10 i mean there's a lot of a yeah. lot of love for it for the most I, part i don't know that i want to see a remake to it no the first is so much fun i don't know that i need to see a remake yeah. but we'll see you know maybe although, it'll get more maybe it'll get a bigger audience than the first ah, did although you could do it now. I was thinking about it. Well, you can't do it because Valley Girls. But could it be? It could make it funny. Millennials. Yeah. Millennials just staring on their phones, getting chopped on by zombies. You know, I, I'd also say it kind of reminded me, movies that reminded me of it, reminded me a little bit of Chopping Mall. In fact, it had bit, uh, one of the bit. same characters, or one not characters, but one of the same actresses was in it. So one of the two Valley Girls, which I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, she was in it. So right, it kind of reminded me. In fact, they, uh, they filmed both in the same mall. Which was also the same mall that uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was filmed in. Catherine Mary Stewart or Kelly Maroney? Maroney. I think it was Uh, Kelly Kelly Maroney. Maroney. So she was fun. Yeah, Kelly Maroney. There you go. All right, so I said at the beginning that there were two heavy hitters that I wanted to say for last. Are we already? At the I'm last a liar. Two? Yeah, because there wasn't a lot of good horror movies in 1984. So there's three heavy hitters. There's three heavy hitters. Oh, okay, okay. Three of them. I was wrong. I missed one. Uh, so next on the list, and I know you guys love this, and we're going to talk about it, and that'd be Gremlins. Ooh, not really gremlins. considered a horror movie by most people. It but should it is be. A, absolutely a horror movie. It's terrifying, especially when you were a child. Oh, yeah. I've said this before. I've said it on this podcast. I've said it on Three Fat Nerds. I've said it wherever I can say it. The difference between us as children and the children of today is that our parents obviously thought it was great to scare the living bejesus out of us <laughs> because we got gremlins, we got the witches, we got... Uh, we got a ton of stuff. Night Witcher of in the, the Woods. Scare- Witcher in the Woods, Night of the Scarecrow, all that stuff. Then it was put on television where we could see it. Or was marketed to us like Gremlins. Yeah. They yeah. marketed Gremlins to kids because of Gizmo. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted Gizmo. That was Gizmo. the big toy that year. And by yeah. the way, I want to point out that Gremlins kill people. People die in the Gremlins. Yeah. And it also has the most uncomfortable story of all time <laughs> <laughs> as a backdrop. They still live in the house. <laughs> they still live in the house where the, where the father, the reason why the girlfriend doesn't like Christmas is because her father was trying to be Santa. Yes, it was. But, uh, the, but his father was trying to be Santa Claus and come down the chimney and got stuck and died. And broke and, his neck. And, and died. And, died. and, and then died. they didn't realize and, until he was burning up a little bit. Yeah. Until they started dead. the fire because it got cold that night. Yeah. And he <laughs> it smelled bad. It smelled bad. You can't get that smell out of that house, man. No. They still live in that no, house. Well, I love so how bad. she spoofs that scene in the second one. She starts yes. talking and they just kind of like, okay, let's go. So. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, it's it's it, uh, of course the mother in the kitchen one of the greatest scenes of all oh, time. Oh yeah, that was the terrifying. battle in the kitchen. She throws one in the the blender. Yeah, it's so good in the food processor. She as puts well. one in the microwave. One goes in the microwave. One goes in the food processor. One goes in the blender. One just gets a good old fashioned yeah. stabbed. It's good. It was it's, it's, it's a little known fact about that lady. I thought she just kind of disappeared after that, and she mainly did. But she was actually Sydney, or excuse me, not Sydney. Uh, she was Tatum's uh, mother in Scream. Really? Yeah, huh? Tatum and, and uh, Dewey's mom. She she made a return for the sequel. If I remember correctly, didn't she? 
Scream 2? No, no, the sequel for uh, oh. Gremlins, Gremlins 2. Uh, you know, I haven't seen that movie in so believe, long, I can't remember. I do believe she comes back. Her and the, her, her and the father, I do believe, come back for the I sequel. I know that the neighbors, the old guy, he was there with his wife. Oh, no, it, that's what I confused it with. The parents aren't there, it's, it's the neighbors. Was it Mr. Futterman or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah him and his wife were there. Yeah. Of course, if you haven't seen the second one, that's straight comedy. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Not a big fan Hulk of the Hogan. second one. But. By the way, Hulk Hogan's cameo in that one? Great. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best parts. The gremlins eat the film and he just sits up, hey, you put that movie back on or I'm going to come up there and I'm going to kick. And they put it back on. It's yeah. so good. So good. Anyways, continuing on. All right, so we got the two biggest heavy hitters. Gremlins was huge, but yeah, the two was, biggest ones, uh, I say for Gre- last. Gre- Gremlins made a ton of money, and Gremlins is part of the reason why there's a PG-13. Yeah. Because it was oh, rated yeah. P- It was one of the movies. That and uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom were both rated PG. They were both so graphic that the MPAA came up with oh. PG-13 based upon them. Yeah, all that heart, the heart scene there. Yeah. They're also voiced by... There's a lot of voice actors in this. In Gremlins? In Gremlins. Oh yeah, Howie uh, Howie Mandel, Howie Mandel is, Gizmo. is Gizmo. You got uh, Frank uh, Welker, who oh, was yeah. Stripe, he was Mogwai, Stripe, Gremlins, uh, but also known as Megatron. Peter uh, Cullen. Wasn't he Fred in uh, the Scooby-Doo Fred, series? Yeah, Fred. Uh, uh, Peter Cullen from Mogwai's and Gremlins, who is also Optimus Prime people. Uh, <laughs> of course, so, of course, the big Transformer fan at the table would know. Yeah. This. Hey, I'm, I'm just showing. Okay. Sure. As you wear a Transformers T-shirt, I am. I like Transformers. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not all in like uh, the guy who has Autobots is his license plate. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was the first time he came over to my house. Is he goes, yeah, I wear the shirt, so you know, I I know some Transformers. Yes, <laughs> and that's how that conversation started, <laughs> and that's much. no lie. <laughs> and that's where it began. I am, I am wearing a Devastator shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I love this shirt. Although it has a hole in the armpit now. I'm yeah, it looks there. like you've had it since 1987. No, actually, I got this in a nerd block. Oh. Yeah. But it does look, they did make it look nice and it's worn because I've had this for a long time. Yeah, it's a little faded. I li- it's I got like character. It. I like it. It's gotten better with age because it looks like it's old. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right. So, next up on the list, one of the final two that I got for this list uh, Friday the 13th, the not so final chapter. Uh, good movie. Great yeah. movie, actually. Uh, Tom Savini comes back. Yes. Does some amazing makeup Crispin effects. Crispin Glover. In this movie. Crispin Glover dance. Not just him in the movie, the dance. The dance is amazing. Uh, the computer with his friend. Remember, he's like on the yeah. computer. Oh, you're not going to get laid. <laughs> so good. Uh, Corey that, Feldman. Corey Feldman's in the movie. It's, it's a great movie. I mean, it had a great cast. It's also a great movie. That's uh, a really solid horror it movie. Is, it is a solid horror movie from front to back. It's got great atmosphere. There's a lot of stalking in that movie, which yeah. does come up missing in a lot of the sequels when he's a zombie. Yeah. Um, I, I like the movie quite a bit. It had a great ending. If it would have ended there, it would have been just as you know good. Um, I mean, I'm not upset because I'm also, as I said before, last week, my favorite part is part five. So if it didn't continue on, we wouldn't have gotten part five right. or part six or part seven, which were all good. Um, but then again, if it would have ended there, we wouldn't have gotten part eight or part nine. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And yeah. it just basically says, after being mortally wounded and taken to the morgue, murderer Jason Voorhees spontaneously revives and embarks on a killing spree. As he makes his way back to his home at Crystal Camp Crystal Lake. Camp Crystal Lake. Now, one more thing I want to point out about that, by the way, in the morgue, you got the you got the guy that's full of hormones trying to trying to hook up with uh, mm-hmm. the one nurse. A lot of people may not realize this. I didn't for a long time. His name is Axel. The character's name is Axel. He actually played. Uh, he was in Seinfeld. He was a recurring character in Seinfeld. He was uh, the um, the rabbi. Really? On Seinfeld, yes. That's pretty cool. He, fun he fact. was rabbi. That was a fun fact. So yeah, a little fun Corey fact. Corey Feldman yeah. in it too. Yeah, Corey yeah, Feldman kills Jason. 
Yeah, there you go. Spoiler I alert from No, I forget. I just <laughs> forgot. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. The Feld dog. He shaves his head. Looks like Jason. Jason stops and he uh, stabs him in his head. And then we get that cool effect where Jason's head is like sliding down the machete. Yeah. But then he goes to get back up, remember? And then like Tommy Jarvis played by him just starts going, die, die, die. die and he's just butchering him. He doesn't even try to get up. Right. He just sees his finger move. Right. He, oh, yeah. That's right. Sorry. And that's it. He's talking to his sister and his fingers and then start dying. He's just going to town with that yeah. machete. Man. They don't show you the aftermath, but I, I can't imagine it was good. You no. Know? There was a big uh, famous deleted scene, and it's kind of hard to come by, but there was a deleted scene where he actually kills Trish. He kills her in her bathroom or something. Uh, so that, that, that's kind of something you have to look for. Uh, I think it might be on YouTube. They shot it. Fun fact. They shot it as part of part four, and it was actually supposed to be part of part five. Oh, really? They shot it at the same time because that was supposed to be the story. The story was that Corey Feldman, Tommy Jarvis, was going to become Jason. Right. They were going to take a few years off from the series because then he would have been a teenager. Uh, but they were filming that because they obviously, hindsight, they wanted to show that, hey, he actually lost his shit and he became Jason. Meanwhile... Uh, that never happened, obviously. Right. Uh, so that was uh, that's the reason they shot that scene was because it was they were originally going to take I think it was like three or four years off right. for making a Friday the Thirteenth. It was and when creepy he, scene too. When he came back, he would have been like fifteen, sixteen, and he was going right. to be he was going to be in a mental thing, kind of like five. He was going to only was going to be a hospital, and then he was going to take over the mantle of Jason Voorhees because mm. there was there was no plans for Jason to be a uh, Superna- zombie, supernatural right. killing, Sopi- zombie. supernatural the supernatural hockey mask wearing killer. killer. Yeah. Right. There was. No they were actually going to make several movies with somebody else playing mm-hmm. Jason. And, of course, then we ended up with... Taking up the moniker. Then, of course, because the movie made so much money, they came back, I do believe, what was the following year or the year after with Part 5. I think it was the following year. It was the following year. year. With Part 5, and of course... It was 1985. One of my favorites, even though, of course, Roy, and it pissed people off there, was Roy. But I say, take Roy out of the equation. Just watch that movie. Mean-spirited and great. Yeah. I mean, you know, Vic. It's Vic, sleazy. Vic does a good job in the beginning of that carving that <laughs> yeah, fat kid he up. Does. And as a fellow fat guy, I can say that. Hey, Vic, it sure does look like a lot of fun chopping that wood. How about you give me a try? Hey, Vic, I got an extra candy bar. You want it? Well, if that's how... (laughs) He chops it. If that's how you're going to be, Vic, then fine. I'm going to walk away. Forget about it. I think you're really out of line. And he turns around and he gets axed to shit. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) poor Joey. And the funny part is you don't realize how bad... I mean, you see the initial axe, and then you see him still going. And then you don't see it again until, of course, that dickhead paramedic lifts it up. Yeah, and you see the, the He's all in pieces, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's ridiculous. And of course, my only problem with the Roy storyline is you don't have a background that Roy, the paramedic, is the father of that kid. There's no background story to that given. So when it is revealed at the end, you're like, that's oh. just, they, it just feels like they put it there for no reason. Right. I mean, they announced, the, the cop says who it is. You know, in the end, shows the picture that was in his wallet, yeah. Joey. But yeah, other but that's than the only, that. But that's the only time is at the end. It was very confusing. Like, if they would have built to it earlier in the movie and given you a clue, like, right. it might have been a little better of a movie. Right. Because there's only one in the, the same movie. shocking Remember, twist, the only line in the movie is when they find the other paramedic, the, you know, he kills him. Yeah. And then he comes, he's like, are you talking to me, Sheriff? That's the <laughs> only line he has. Yeah. Ugh. So bad. Yeah. Poor Roy. Damn, it was, an, misunderstood. it was an M. Night Shyamalan ending. For that show. <laughs> really I like was. how we were starting to talk about four and moved into five. Yeah. You know, the only thing. That's what we do here. The only thing worse is if we moved into talking about Freddy's Dead. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was waiting episode. the whole show, <laughs> forgot episode. about it, and there it was. And you almost skated over it and did not realize that I got it in there. Yeah. 
Well, right. I'm glad you at least brought up Freddy because the, the last you. movie that we've got from 1984. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the Academy. <laughs> Probably the most iconic movie that came out in 1984 would be the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare so without that, there would be no Freddy's Dead. That's true. That's true. I mean, I could have saved the Freddy's Dead joke, but I think it fell, fell in there better than before. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Legendary movie. Legendary director. Uh, obviously starts off the probably one of, if not, I mean, depending upon who you talk to, is the greatest horror franchise of all time. Um, I'm a huge fan of the franchise overall. I mean, with its flaws, of course, part two is flawed. I uh, don't like it at all. And six is, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I joke about it, but it is what it is. Um, it's the only franchise where you could have a remake that falls on its ass and it's still not the worst movie in the series. I know. Uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a great it's a great movie. Um, as I've gotten older, I've been less scared of it. I, I, we talked about this yeah. before. I've been less scared of it due to the fact that he doesn't look... He, he hadn't mastered being Freddy yet. And I mean, obviously, it's the first movie, so you're not going to master it. And there's nothing wrong. Robert Englund does an amazing job in that movie. It's just that there's times in that movie where he looks like a, an angry midget. <laughs> like, like, there's a scene where, like, the one of the scenes that used to terrify me as a kid, as you watch it as an adult, when he's chasing Tina in the beginning of the movie, and he's, like, running. And, of course, the, we found out later the reason why he has a shrug is because the glove is so heavy, and they made him real, except for kill scenes, they make him wear a real glove that was made of metal is heavy. But he's running, and he's slumped, and because... You know, Robert Engel is not a very tall man to begin with. He looks so tiny in the camera shot. Yeah. And and there's just, just that one shot. Now, mind you, there's the iconic scene where he has his arms all the way across. And the, all that stuff looks fine. There's just that one shot where you see him and he looks tiny. And you're just like, you're running away from a tiny little guy? Like, it's weird. It's kind of like almost a leprechaun. It, it, as I got older, I noticed that more. When I was younger, it terrified me. But right. Now, as I got older, you know, a fan. By the way, iconic scenes after iconic scenes after iconic scenes that we've copied a million and a half times. I mean, uh... Some of the most amazing shots ever, whether it's the blood coming out of the bed, yeah. which they did with the flipping yeah. room. They used a flipping room twice because yeah. they, they used the flipping room for the Tina skin the cat scene, yeah. uh, which she said was really, when I did the uh, panel with her last year, Nightmare on Elm Street, I actually got to stand out, sit down with Amanda Wiss last year at Scarecon, and she said that that was the worst part of the, of the event. Uh, for her for shooting because she was the only one that was disoriented because everything else was like <laughs> down right and she's up there so she's gets vertigo she got vertigo really bad because they to shoot the scene it took a long time and she said that at one point in juncture west she said west craven was an amazing human being one point in juncture he stuck his head in the window and there's a famous picture of it and he says you know calm down you know you know it will be fine and we'll get through this whatever and she goes and it didn't make me feel anybody because after that he's like oh man i gotta get out of here it's making me sick <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it was kind of a nice story to hear from Amanda Wiss and I it's 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 a great movie legendary started like I said one of the greatest franchises of all time and uh, I don't know how do you guys feel about the Nightmare on Elm Streets I love the original I uh, love part 3 love new nightmare I like I like parts of part 4 Four and five are kind of eh together. There's parts that are good. If you would have, if you would have taken the best parts of four and five and put them together, you'd have a good movie. But the plot yeah. line in both of those movies sucks to begin with. Right. But there is some cool scenes in both of them. Uh, I agree. I dis. I, I didn't. I mean, four. They ran out of money, so we have kung fu, karate, right. Freddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, things happen. Yeah, things happen. They ran out of money. It's a true story too. They ran out of money. Yeah. So there's an invisible kung fu fight with Freddy Krueger. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Right? Hey, it happens. Whatever gets them through it. 
you know, it was it wasn't horrible. It was just funny. It's funny. It's now it's funny because we know what happened at the time. I, I mean, if I didn't know the story behind it, I might not look at it finally. So I think when I first watched it back before the internet and I knew all the story, and before the you know the the Freddy Krueger documentary was out, Never Sleep Again, and that's also talked about it. But I mean, also you know before the internet, folks, when I watched it originally, I don't think I thought it was so funny. I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. It's just bad. But when you know the story, you're like, eh, I get it now. Right. It's, it makes sense when you're like, oh, they ran out of money. Okay. Makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, they spent like all said, that. there's parts of four that I like. They spent all their money on that bike effect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after three, though, like, you have such a good oh, sequel, man. and then that's what you keep following up with. Yeah. Well, the problem is they couldn't, they, they didn't get back Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Uh, so and that and it and it, it it just was glaring. You knew it wasn't right. her. Heather Langenkamp's character was gone. Heather Langenkamp was dead. You know at that point. I think it really fell on its ass until New Nightmare. New Nightmare being a new telling because it's not right. Freddy. Technically, it's not. It, it, it is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Let's be honest. But it's not Freddy Krueger. Right. Because he's not. He's a demon. Right. They, they You know that's that was the. Point it's a terrifying. It. It's, movie. A ter- it's a great movie though. Yeah, that one is really really good. I don't know what's a better sequel, that or three. Uh, I think okay. both very good sequels. I think three is the better because it's an actual sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, yeah, and I think uh, it stands on its own and it stands it's more proud. fun. New Nightmare I like a lot because it's 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 its own entity. New Nightmare is a good does, horror movie. Part three is a fun sequel. Yes. Part three is a is is the is the bell of the ball. In my opinion. Yeah. I've always said it's my favorite in the series. Due to the fact that it's got an iconic movie, it's got an iconic storyline, it's got some of the most iconic scenes ever. I mean, still in the AMA top, I think top 50 quotes of all time is Welcome to Primetime, Bitch. Yeah. By the way, the only improvised line by uh, uh, Robert Englund in any of the Nightmare movies. Did you really? Know I all, did Out of not. all the Nightmare movies, Wes Craven is a stickler, I guess. He doesn't like it when people improvise. And uh, Robert Englund's a professional who doesn't normally improvise. The only time he improvised was that line. Because the original line where he picks up, oh, you've, you've made it. You've been in the big time now. That was supposed to be it. And he was supposed to slam on your thing. But I guess he felt that he should add a tagline on. So that's why he's like, welcome to prime time, bitch. And <laughs> jabs are in. Great, great addition. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I mean, it was. It, then again, the bar got set low by part two. Right. Yeah. That's we'll right. talk about that when we talk about that year too. Yeah. 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 Eventually. So we'll get there. There it is. That that is that it. That's 1984. That's 1984. Well, I feel like I've journeyed through time, and now we're back here in good old 2019. We're setting up for a lot of big things going on. Uh, if you want to see what we're a part of, it's easy. Just go ahead, hit us up on Facebook, HorrorZone607. We're uh, also on Twitter, at HorrorZone607, to join the conversation, because we want to talk to you guys. Hashtag HZ607. And you can, you know, everything we talked about in this episode, anything you would like us to talk about, send us movies or, you know, things to watch. we got a lot of things coming up. Uh, some things that I wanted to do just kind of got put on the back burner. We've talked about them. Don't worry. Those things are coming. We're going to be doing some of those special episodes where we get together and we watch some movies and do some reviews. Unfortunately, uh, we are in high demand this con season. <laughs> yeah, we um, are. As you heard me talk about it before, if you're in the Binghamton, New York area, September 27th, con season kickoff, hashtag 607 podcast presents that. We got Floodlands, shot at the robots, Hearst and Brian. They're going to be at Galaxy Brewing Pub in downtown Binghamton, New York. Uh, come on down, $5. Those are great bands. Uh, support that and come hang out with us. We'll all be there. We'll all be there with some sort of uh, merchandise that we wear on. And uh, we'll, I, I, very soon, I have just uh, procured getting all the stuff for the internets. Uh, pretty soon you can have your own. Horror Zone 607, Three Fat Nerds, 8122 Productions gear. It's coming very soon, by the way. Uh, it just took me a little longer because I had to get all the ducks in a row in the interwebs. Uh, so, the, you know, you'll see us there. Also, uh, Robocon, uh, September 28th uh, at noon. 
you can uh, well first of all we should say at 11 a.m you can see our friends at the odph they're doing an mcu panel at robercon 11 a.m to 12 p.m and then after that we take the room as uh the three fat nerds plus Horizon 607's Mike C right here in this room. I'm just happy to be nominated. That's right. We will be doing a live podcast. Yes. Horror, it, it will be Three Fat Nerd style, so you get to join in and have some fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll throw some horror stuff in there just for you. I appreciate that, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and then later that night on the 28th, we are having our official con after party here at Dragon Master Games, 1235 Upper Front Street. Featuring Shot the Robots, completely free. Come and hang out with us then uh, if you're in the area. And also on the 29th, right? 29th was Sunday. Uh, me, you, and Ken M from the ODPH will all be part of a uh, podcast panel. Yes. Uh, workshop, if you will. And then, of course, you've heard the, you heard it earlier in the show. We had the little commercial for October 4th and 5th. Oniana, New York. Oniana Foothills Performing Arts Center. We will be part of Sci-Fi Horror Fest. We are actually the sponsors of Media Alley for that. Uh, we're going to be there. You you heard all about it. Courtney Gaines, Jill Whitlow, Dustin Pari, and et cetera, et cetera. We'll be there. Tickets, go to scifihorrorfest.com. Of course, like them on Facebook, Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Tickets are only $10 for the weekend. It's going to be a good time. And uh, come out and have some fun with us. And uh, we're, we're, uh, we, we can't talk about the party house we're having. Yeah. You can't talk about that. No, it's a cabin in the woods. It is a cabin in the woods. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not going to tell you where that is, though. No. It's a private party. It is a private party. Uh, then, uh, of course, two weeks from then, October 18th, 19th, 20th, it is also the birthday weekend of one young Derek from Three Fat Nerds. But myself, Derek, Mike C., my wife, we're all going to make the trek up to Scaracon as we're a part of Scaracon 2019 in Rochester, New York at the Rochester Riverside Mo- Hotel. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of people there. As you heard, like I said, you heard that earlier in the, in the episode. Uh, you got Doug Bradley's there, some pinheads there, so many more. I can't wait to meet Barbara Crampton, tons of stuff going on there. We're going to be part of that all weekend. Uh, check us out. It's going to be fun times. Uh, and of course, oh, before I forget, if you want to find out about all those events, I got a new page at 8122productions.com. It's called Events and News, and all of those are there. It's called Hashtag 607 Podcast Fall Con Season. Nice. And uh, it's all listed there. And, of course, you can go and find all the links to get your ticket information. Of course, Scaricon is uh, Scaricon.com for tickets. Yes. So you guys heard the uh, stuff earlier. We hope to see you at these events. Once again, uh, thank you guys for listening because without you guys... Uh, we would be doing all these cool things, and there's more events to come. Trust me, we're we're booking stuff throughout the year. Hopefully, not as on top of it is <laughs> this upcoming month. Right, right. Because next weekend, man, starts a whole like this. We have one weekend off. I'm gonna yeah. relax this upcoming weekend, and then it's like two weekends in a row of balls to the wall conventions. Yeah, I have I, no weekends then, up because I'm going to. Uh, um, whatchamacallit, down in uh, Scranton. Reaper's Revenge. Reaper's Revenge. I can never remember the is name of it. Oct- I'm going to be there. Are going to do that in October? We're doing that October, I want to say, 12th. So so basically, you are. So this is our last weekend off. Yeah. Then we have Robocon. Then the week after, we have Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Then the week after, you're saying you're going to Reaper's Revenge. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to... Scaracon. Scaracon. Yeah. Damn. It's a busy life. And then I think I have a party to go to the following weekend. So <laughs> the sad, Halloween party. I, yeah. The sad, the sad part about that is the weekend that you're going to Reaper's Revenge, I've been debating whether or not I want to go down to Fright Fest at Six Flags. I'm a member down there, so I'm like, I think you should. I want to go, but also I, I, I'm, I'm already spending... once, buddy. Dude, I'm already spending a lot of time in hotels and, and Airbnbs. What's and, one more? Oh, jeez. What's one more? You only live once. You don't. I know, but it's still... It's a lot of time out of town. Or if you're Freddy Krueger. I, I, I'm old. I need to rest, man. Yeah. Just wait till you're my age. I'm not, I was going to say, I'm not as old as you gentlemen, but still. <laughs> just run a jackhammer for I love two it. days straight and see how you feel. There you Listen, go. Clean cars all day. 
Yeah. People are dirty. He's the yeah, genetic dirty, jackhammer. Dirty <laughs> Anyways, but that's all I got this week. All right. All right. Well, we want to thank you listeners for tuning in each and every week to our, our fun little podcast here. Uh, we hope you'll tune in again next week. I want to thank Ron for being back in the studio Woo. this week. It's been a pleasure having you back after thank seven you. and a half long years. Well, you know. And, uh, of course, Rich, thanks for everything you do. And uh, we'll be back at it here next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.